On this Thursday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, we will be discussing the Florida Panthers' 4-3 win on opening night against the Philadelphia Flyers at FLA Live Arena. We're also going to be discussing the roster moves that the Florida Panthers made with Aaron Eckblad's injury, and we're going to discuss some reverse retros. The release has been out for the reverse retros all across the NHL. We're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to this Thursday, October 20th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden and Locked On NHL. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, the the Panthers, they made it back to FLA Live Arena. Three-game road trip that didn't end as well as they wanted to, especially based on the injury situation. But let's actually go there first, based on Aaron Eckblad and Brandon Montour. Good, Good news on the Brandon Montour front, that even though he didn't play on Wednesday night against the Philadelphia Flyers at home, Paul Maurice did discuss that he will be part of the Panthers' next practice. Well, the Panthers don't practice on Thursday, which is also why you're getting a Thursday morning slash afternoon release of the show instead of uh instead of doing it last night. But the Paul Maurice talked about how he's gonna be possibly a full participant next practice, but the Panthers will be having a, a morning skate, which these are optional for Paul Maurice and company. So chances are Brandon Montour, if, even if the if we, if we don't see him on the ice Friday morning when they do take on the Tampa Bay Lightning, chances are maybe he could suit up to play. But if he doesn't get a full skate in, I would say more on the side of that he won't. And and that's really the the difficult part of navigating through the situation going based on the cap being up up so tight against it. And Bill Zito confirmed that with Ekblad's LTIR space that it's not smart for them to continue to add to the roster from players outside the organization because then you're going to only make it harder for when you do bring Aaron Ekblad back. And... He said it's not season ending, something that we kind of we kind of brought got to that conclusion when when it when we heard grade two groin strain based on the Andy Slater report. So around a four to six week injury at, at, at minimum. So the earliest he can come back will be mid November. Uh it was it's a game it's a game against the Edmonton Oilers. That'll be the first game that he'll be back. So it's ten ten games and 24 days for Aaron Eckblad. So the following players have been called up. Matt Kierstead, Lucas Carlson have been called up. Lucas Carlson did not participate in the morning skate as he 
yesterday as he was on his way to South Florida, but did make it in on time for the game. So, so a little bit of a difficult situation for Bill Zito to navigate through. And here's the thing. He, he did speak to the media yesterday uh, at 11 a.m. shortly after morning skate. And just, just curious to see like what his approach is going to be going towards free free agency and even the trade deadline because all the assets have been shifted out for Bill Zito. There's not a lot of money to spend really this offseason. So it I don't I don't I don't know if we're expecting a quiet trade deadline or if you do trade for somebody it's gonna maybe like require maybe like somewhere around a four for for Zito somewhere around a five a seven or if, if you really want to swing big you might have to sacrifice an an asset for that's really high on the Panther system as far as upside and that that and you don't want to put you don't want to exit too much of those assets going out so I had an opportunity to ask Bill Zito what his thought process is based on going towards the trade deadline versus waiting in free agency come next year so this is Bill Zito's answer Oh well, it's going to be a function of a what you have. Mm-hmm. B, um, then you'll do right the cost benefit, like you would in any other equation. What do I have to spend? What's it worth? What does it project to be worth? What can I replace the cost of what I spent? Okay. Um, what what is the likelihood of my spending resulting in the yield that I'm hoping for? Um, what other factors weigh in, for example, at our last trade. There's so many parts of that equation, right? And then if you don't have any money, well, it doesn't matter. If you don't have any space, it doesn't matter. If you don't have the assets available to fit the particular need that you're trying to fill, it doesn't matter. So there's so many equations that I couldn't couldn't give you one. But, and then in the summertime, it's a little bit different because it's really just cash cap and then what your needs are, and can this particular asset fill that need? And Bill Zito spoke about contingency plans, how he has maybe like two, three, four types of contingency plans if one player d- decides to sign an extension with one team that you are possibly eyeing for free agency next year or even someone at the trade deadline. So, and good news is that Gary Bettman a few days ago spoke about there's an opportunity for the cap to go up 4 million more than what was the projected uh, cap because next year was supposed to go up to 83.5 million. So chances are that we could see 87.5. So with Hornquist's contract gone and the heavy cap hit that Bob's contract brings, there's so much more space uh, with, with, with this team and so much more to do that if you want to go sign a, a few a few players to to even short-term deals or even that that have a high high cap hit it's not gonna it's not gonna put the panthers in a bad spot in their in, in their future so that's really it, it's a relief but at the same time pa- uh, players are are gonna want to get paid they see the markets going up they see a certain player that might have be all-star caliber getting this amount and they might want to say hey i want that type of money i mean for example Austin Matthews is going to 
he, soon enough, he is going to be the highest paid player in the NHL. The whole him leaving Toronto is not going to, it's not happening. I, I'm not anticipating it based on, based on his, his status, his, how much, how, how much he's, he's loved by the, the by the fans and he, he is Toronto, <laughs> but I, I just think that's a, for but for the Panthers, they they just have so much more flexibility. I mean, Cat Friendly says around ten million dollars right now for the Panthers, and that's going to go all the way up to fourteen. Oh man, if you're Bill Zito, you're smiling so much right now, and that's why that's why we continue to ask the question uh, that with with Jacob on on Wednesday about that. That's why we want to discuss about whether he's having buyer's remorse and then seeing this this news on the cap. Just an incredible situation for the Panthers. It's just going to be still a little bit of short-term pain. But the Panthers are 3-1-0. and like, Despite this short-term pain, despite being up against the cap, their, their penalty kill has been outstanding. I mean, sure, they gave up one on Wednesday night against the Philadelphia Flyers, but their penalty kill has been... I've been very, I've been very pleased with what I've seen out of special teams for, for this uh, Panthers team. I mean, the power play still... still has a little bit of uh, it, it still needs to get going, but still it went. If you build it from the defensive end of the ice, then it's all, it's only the, the goals will come for, for, for the Panthers. I mean, the top line for the Panthers has been relatively quiet on the offensive end until Wednesday night. So that it, it just takes starting on that side of the ice and then building it. That's where the Panthers with their run and gun style last year, that's kind of what got them kind of into trouble when you're playing such a fast paced game that sometimes you give up rush opportunities on the other end. And that's kind of like the give and take when it comes to that style of play and Paul Maurice changing it up and putting a new system and players buying in so far with three, one and oh, and even up against the cap, it, it nights like Wednesday night kind of reminded me that the Florida Panthers as a franchise and part of their future that they are going to be okay. And I, I personally can be at peace with that. And I hope that you guys listening can uh, kind of think about that really. And the energy that was brought into the building uh, last night, it, uh, it, it, it reminded me of how, how, how the energy is still really alive for this team and just the future is still outstanding for 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 the team but in segment number two we're going to go over more of the panthers four to three win over the philadelphia flyers from fla live arena a nationally televised game last night for the panthers we're going to discuss that next here on the show but first we're going to tell you all about bet online and betonline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball and hockey season Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts second segment on this thursday edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast on this thursday october 22nd 
2022. And the Florida Panthers, they defeat the Philadelphia Flyers by a final score of 4-3. And prior to before, before the game even started, of course, Morning Skate, we going there and seeing the banners for division title, President's Trophy. Cool. They were already up there. Honestly, when you really think about it, doing a banner raising ceremony for the President's Trophy winner after the way they went out in the playoffs, it wasn't appropriate to do a banner raising type of ceremony. So credit to the Panthers for not doing that, first of all. And second, when prior to the game, when they acknowledged the President's Trophy for the for the Cats, it, it was a little awkward, not going to lie. When when they showed on the Jumbotron, and then the first thing I, w- I wanted to do when they showed it on the Jumbotron was I wanted to look at the bench and see how many players were actually celebrating the President's Trophy and just the accomplishments. I mean, even with, if you raise the Stanley Cup banner, that night, there's you've been processing so much over the last months. Each t- Each player had a day with the Cup in the Colorado Avalanche. And even then, when you're raising the banner on that night, it's a new season. You want to start over. You want to go like go right into the game. But for the Panthers in their situation of them not getting embarrassed in round two, and just the fact with the with the showing of the banner, the President's Trophy banner, not a single Panthers player did a stick tap on the bench, which I'm not surprised by. And credit to them because uh, it, it's uh, it, I, I get it's for the fans and I get that it's a celebration for for a wonderful season. One of the best offensive seasons since 1996 with the Pittsburgh Penguins, what they did. But th- these players, they they even spoke about that. That's not the banner that they want to raise. So so that that that, if anything, should create more more hunger for this team going forward but as far as the the game goes uh for the panthers the undefeated philadelphia flyers coming into the to to the mix uh on wednesday night they played on the first end of a a back-to-back in tampa carter hart started that one so it led for the panthers excuse me the flyers to start felix sandstrom third round pick only his sixth career nhl game and for for the panthers they they really made life hard on Sandstrom and really Sandstrom for the most part kept the Philadelphia Flyers in it because if you look at any metric of five on five hockey for this Panthers team, it was really dominated from from the start for this team and even and and the penalty killed too. So five on five, the the Panthers on third on th- on third on Wednesday night. 43 shot attempts to 24, resulting in 27 shots on goal to 19. And constantly taking away the neutral zone and constantly creating rushes on the PK. If you look at, the, and this is natural stat trick, uh, the, what I'm pulling out from here. So when the Flyers were on the power play, 9 minutes and 21 seconds of power play time for the Philadelphia Flyers. The Panthers got 7 shot attempts, including 5 of them on goal. And so while the while the while the Flyers were on the power play, eight shots on goal to the Panthers, five and having one less guy. And Sam Reinhart, I I know he hasn't scored this season, but just a lot of bad luck based on 
right in front of the net and just whiffing on some opportunities right in front on the doorstep. So just the just the unfortunate that that Sam Reinhart has just constantly found a way to to not get one in. And the top line for the Panthers, we we, we spoke a little bit about how Barkov took over the game in Buffalo uh, in that final period when the Buffalo Sabres were pushing. And it was just another defensive clinic for Alexander Barkov. On that second goal by Carter Hagee, the Gus Forsling had an opportunity just maybe like 10 or 15 seconds prior to it. And it all started with a, a back check for Alexander Barkov right in the neutral zone and created that opportunity for Forsling. And then a few seconds later, Barkov had an, another opportunity to steal the puck and then getting it to Carter Hagee as well. Carter Hagee, two goals and second straight year that Carter Hagee starts the season with two goals on opening night. So if, if you guys remember opening night last year against the Pittsburgh Penguins, him getting two goals, including the game winner for, for, for the Panthers. So there's something about Carter Hagee and his, uh, his scoring two goals on the, on opening night. And, you know, Panthers were off and running. They never trailed in this one. And even when the Philadelphia Flyers found a way to tie the game, that a little bit of a defensive breakdown for the Panthers in their own zone. Kevin Hayes had like a spinorama pass to Nick Sealer. Uh, Bob didn't really ha- have much of a chance on that one, but just for 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 the Panthers, just a little bit of a breakdown in their own zone, and then giving up that one power play goal to the Flyers. I mean, a scrambling puck right in front of the net. Uh, the the Panthers unable to clear. Bob unable to glove it down, and just. Just a, a little bit of a mess for the Panthers there, but regardless of giving up that power play goal, I, I just the penalty kill for for this for this team has just been just been incredible. I mean, you think about the minutes that the Panthers have logged as far as uh, defensemen, based on now with where the injuries stand. I mean, Ratko Gudis of his twenty five minutes and eleven seconds of time on ice, he spent seven minutes of them, almost eight on the penalty. I mean, sure, you don't want to take six penalties for the Panthers, something that Paul Maurice is trying to clean up. But the but the Panthers, what they're continuing to do as far as denying zone entries and and just get break going out on the rush as well, just inc- incredible what what this team has been able to do. Uh, Barkov being paired with Sam Reinhart, and then of course Etzulusterainen. We we knew he was always going to have a new partner based on Jonathan Huberdeau uh, being traded. Him and Anton Lindell. Uh, there's a lot of uh, center center depth on that on that. On that PK unit, and I mean, faceoff for the Panthers ha- hasn't been the best this season. But hey, they got it done on 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 thir- on Wednesday night. Sixty three percent won sixty three percent of their faceoffs uh, on, on this one, so they were able to not give the Philadelphia Flyers when the the power play time in their own offensive zone when needed. And of course, when you win a faceoff in your in your own end, you could take off like. 10 to 15 seconds uh, off, off the off the clock for power play time and you know it's it's fixable for the Panthers uh, I mean three of the six penalties were hooks uh one of them was a trip so it's just a, a little bit out of control a little bit with the sticks but still you Bob's standing tall as well wasn't really challenged throughout the first two periods uh really the the Panthers the really all the pressure that Bob had on that 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 Bob had really came down to to really the 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 final few minutes where the Philadelphia Flyers pulled the extra the 
pull the goalie and bring in the extra extra skater. Even the Panthers had a, a six, we're down six on four at one point. Gus Forsling takes a takes a penalty late, and and despite that despite that penalty, Gus Forsling an incredible night, constantly blocking shots, led the team with mo- most shots on goal. That's that, and that is your number one defenseman as of right now with Aaron Eckblad out, and of course Mackenzie Weger no longer being part of the team. That that is what you want out of your number one defenseman, and and that's really that that's really where you're gonna have to really rely on someone like Gus Forsling uh, go, going forward. And got 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 an assist on that one, the the primary assist. Uh, Barkoff, despite not scoring, uh, two two assists in this one, one a primary and a secondary. Sam Bennett. My goodness, the the pass that he had on Rudolph Balser's faking the shot and all eyes on Sam Bennett and just allows Rudolph Balser's to just get to just get through the defense and go backhand on Sandstrom. Just just incredible for for the for the Florida Panthers there, and of course Josh Mahura, the the new cat in town, a uh, great puck mover, fast skater. Uh, playing on that third pair, you kind of see why uh, Bill Zito wanted to bring him in off waiver off waivers. So, and and even though the Philadelphia Flyers did create a late push, uh, scoring with three seconds left, this was a game that I never felt that the Florida Panthers were were it was. I didn't think that it was a threat for them to lose because, especially in that second period. I mean, sure they didn't score a goal in that second period, but if you look at just the second period alone, they were living living on the doorstep of the Flyers and just consistently near that blue paint, low slot. And and Sandstrom was just keeping the the Panthers, uh, excuse me, he was keeping the Flyers in that game. I mean, just five on five in the second period alone, 16 shot attempts to three on five on five. So really just goes to show the 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 dominance that the Panthers were were doing in, in that second period. And also Paul Maurice was asked about the neutral zone play, which which has been really the the focal point of what the Panthers have been have been accomplishing throughout this young season. So let's see let's hear what Paul Maurice has to say about the neutral zone play for the Panthers. First of all, you want it to be as simple as you possibly can, but you don't want a neutral zone defense that's incredibly passive, right? So so we we I think it's very difficult to change your mindset of how you want to play. We want to play as fast as we can, we want to play as aggressive as we can. We don't want to go in, except here in the neutral zone where we want to be passive. I don't think that you can do that. I think you have to have the same aggressive style of play in all three zones. So you need a system that that, uh, that one is simple enough that we can get very consistent with, but we can also play fast with. So you see our forwards starting to buzz in the neutral zone and knock pucks down and transition back. That's that's when it right. It's going to take. I still think it takes two months to get the real basics down. And then the rest of it's kind of nuances and chemistry of lines. Each line will have a slightly different and almost flavor of what they look like. Uh, but that will just come from, you know, playing together and me not changing the lines a whole lot. Let these guys get to know each other a little bit. And also Carver Hagee continued to discuss more of, of they want to be more responsible in their zone and not, not more of run and gun. And we spoke about that more in the segment number one, really about why they, why they want to avoid uh doing that so really that's really the the place where the panthers have been just creating so creating so many of their their tone turnovers and just getting getting a stick in in the way and just disrupting anything that that the that the opposition is trying to do and listen 
everything that we saw from last year with the Panthers blowing other teams out out of the water, it's it's just it's just still strange for me seeing after after that season that these are going to be a lot tighter games, tighter checking, and as well, and a lot the when it comes to and and again it's it starts with the the defensive end for for this team and Sergey Bobrovsky uh, again when you needed him mo- when you needed him most he, he was there and even and um third period alone that's where the Panthers were starting to okay two goal lead don't need to don't need to try don't need to try too many too many rush chances because chances are uh Sergey Bobrovsky could could be let out to dry so that's a little bit of what I saw on in the third period I mean sure Third third period for the Flyers, they 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 it was dominated mostly on after that six on four, uh, nineteen shots on goal to nine in that third period. But still, the the Panthers stood tall. They 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 were able. Sergey Bobrovsky, even though there was one with three seconds left, hey, uh, it, it was still not enough for the Philadelphia Flyers to come out with a win or even get a point out of it in Sunrise. So the Panthers give the Philadelphia Flyers their first loss of the season. The Panthers still in very great shape, three, one, and zero, oh. tied with the Boston Bruins for the top of the division. I mean, points percentage has the Detroit Red Wings off to a great start this season, that they are leading the Atlantic in points percentage. So very, very early surprises for the for the Atlantic Division. See, let's see if in a few weeks how 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 that balances out to see if that remains the same, but we all knew that Detroit was going to be much improved uh, this season. But in segment number three, we are going to discuss the drop of the NHL reverse retro jerseys. And we're going to specifically talk about the Florida Panthers. We're going to discuss that next here on the lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Segment number three here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on this Thursday, October 20th edition of the show where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 4-3 win at home against the Philadelphia Flyers. And next game for the Panthers, speaking of, will be on Friday night, a 7.30 puck drop on ESPN Plus with John Butchergrass, Ray Ferraro, and Emily Kaplan. Those will be the people calling the game. So... The Panthers, the NHL, they decided to release the reverse retro jerseys for the entire NHL. And everything that we anticipated based on these reverse retros have has come to come to light for, for the Panthers. It was recently kind of broken by George Richards of Florida Hockey Now. And then the the NHL on Fanat um partnered with fanatics kind of teased like a t-shirt on on the as the reverse retro so all signs were pointing for the the panthers to go with the approach of the the sun with the hot with the palm tree and the hockey stick as the main logo up front if you're watching this show on youtube you'll see that i'm currently doing a screen share which which also means subscribe to the show on youtube so you see that there is the palm tree with the hockey stick and the FLA on the shoulder. You have the FLA for for Florida on, on there as well. So you you also see the the actual numbers on the back, the 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 text 
Uh, it's more of a darker blue approach for as far as the numbers. So you see on this one with the with the 22 and Panthers uh, Adidas jerseys uh, for these. So so a new a, a different uh, approach for for these jerseys. So it's it, it's it's different. It's a uh, and we're we're so used to leaping Panther. We're so used to the the new shield of just the the Panther that. They, they currently have we we're so used to this the palm tree and the hockey stick on the shoulder but it it, it screams it screams florida that that's the best part about it it's it, it screams it and you see a little bit of neon ish colors too which you know south florida vibe i of course with 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 the vibes of miami dade and broward you you, you want to give it a little bit of that South Florida flavor there. And that's I, I think that's the really cool part about these reverse retro jerseys as well. Uh, don't know how much they cost. Don't know. Uh, but it's a uh, if you can afford it, if you are able to afford this jersey, go ahead and buy it and, and, and show it off because it's a it's a it's a really beautiful jersey. And the somebody I forget who it was out there that. uh shared all the reverse retro jerseys for all across the NHL. And the the one that instantly was the ugliest that I saw was probably Detroit's. Uh, Detroit's was probably like, no, uh, I, I, I don't have a picture to show it right now, but, but go, go look at all the reverse retro ones and tell me how you feel about that one. That's the one that I probably disliked the most. Montreal's was okay. I, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Columbus, Seattle. Those are ones that I liked as well. And those, those happen to be, be my favorite ones. And of course, uh, the Florida Panthers, it's just the, 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 the light blue and the, and the, and the palm tree, just something that we've never, we've never seen as far as, uh, jerseys before for, for this team. So, Hey, once again, if you can afford it, go, go, go for it. And, and, uh, I recommend if you are in the area of South Florida to buy it in person, so you don't have to deal with all the backlog of shipping and all that stuff and uh a little a little bit of it, it'll take a little bit for you possibly to get because th those are gonna those are there's gonna be a lot of orders that's 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 what i'll say about that but uh but going going back wrapping up the show and all that stuff the the panthers great position that they're in and you guys as fans of this team that this is uh this is something that's uh gonna be a continuing a continual build for this franchise and the fact that we spoke about the October schedule the this is the month to take advantage of the schedule I mean strength of schedule you can only take so much of it because teams get turned over so much throughout the offseason that you can't necessarily judge saying that this opponent is going to be exactly the same as previous years. I mean, we spoke about how Wednesday's game could have been a, a trap game because of John Tortorella. And despite the talent on the Flyers roster, it could be a roster that could have the number one overall pick. But with John Tortorella, he creates, he gets the best out of a lot of his players and, and the Panthers still found a way to gut out a win the the one loss of course is against a veteran heavy Boston Bruins team a, a lot of players have been to the Stanley Cup have won as well so adversity early with these injuries ha has been has been great for the Panthers and it's just really what they're they they've needed in order to help them build 
to when they do get to April and May that they could be ready to play their best hockey at, at the right time because after experiencing last season and the disappointment that that the Panthers had, it's really about just building great habits for this team and just trying to eliminate some of the mistakes that that they have on 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 special teams, especially because of especially when we go and look back at one for thirty one last year. Of course, the 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 power play is a work in progress for for this team. I mean, they went with five forwards again last night. So that the the Panthers, it, it's going to take a little bit because you're just everyone's not necessarily out of position, but everyone's in a place that they they hadn't been in prior to injury. So having to readjust your mindset and readjust your your game plan and your set plays is going to take a it's it's going to take a little bit. So as far as the power play, be patient. I'm going to try to be patient. And if by Sunday, by the time the Panthers face the Islanders on Sunday uh, and there's no power play goals, then we there might have there might have to be a further conversation on, on that with the Panthers just only having two on the season. So we're we're going to discuss that. But hopefully we won't we won't have to to go there and the and, and the power play could get going for this team. But one. But anyways. Thank you guys once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I had a great time being at FLA Live Arena and, and of course, being around the media members like David Dwork, Aaron Brown, Roy Bellamy, and and, and company. And even having having to meet some some Panther fans last night, got to also meet the GOAT of Florida Panthers Twitter, uh, David Rodriguez at David954FLA. So great, great meeting him as well in person. If, if you're listening to this, um, David it was great meeting you and best of luck on, on your podcast going forward, the FLA cats hockey podcast. So uh, thank you once again for listening guys. And on tomorrow's edition of the locked on Florida Panthers podcast, it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. Nick Fairbanks will be coming back to discuss his opinions on the first four games. And we'll get his opinions on the reverse retro jerseys as well for the Panthers as well. So, and, and we'll be previewing Friday night's matchup between the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge to keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news, analysis, and advice Monday through Friday. Available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcast. Sarbamondo Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. <laughs>